Welcome back to another episode of the Bad Taste Video Podcast. I am Mike. I am Anthony. And we are back, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's like a very, uh, I don't know, uneventful time of the year. Yeah. That post-holiday season. Mm-hmm. Post-New Year's. It's now what? Golden Globe. That was tonight? <laughs> that was tonight. Did you watch it? Um, I was writing up something for a wedding. What is the Golden Globes for? Golden Globes is um, Hollywood Foreign Press. So it's like people kind of use it as um, precursors for the Oscars. But sometimes they're right. Sometimes they're dead on. Sometimes they're way off. Uh-huh. I prefer to think tonight off on the best drama. Why? Because it was Bohemian Rhapsody. That's what won? Best drama. Oh, what was it? Like, it was against? against a couple good movies, but it wasn't really that... Um, Rami Malek won Best Actor. I thought he was good in it, but I don't think the movie was. Good. I don't think it was. Good. You didn't like it. I thought it was. It was. Um, what is it? I just. I tell people that it's like just basically like Queen wants to protect their like le- legacy, so it was very um, filtered. Oh, Man. like like they don't want to look bad in any sort of way. Like Freddie Mercury had an X-rated life. Yeah, and. The movie was PG-13. Was it an actual PG-13? PG-13. Yeah, it was PG-13. I didn't see it. Yeah. It's not... He was... Rami Malek was very, very good. If he won, great. The movie was bad. Bad movie. Bad, bad movie. But um, but some of the other awards are really good. I was kind of like in the background. I was hearing it, and I was getting ready to leave, and then shut down my computer, and I was like, I'll catch the last award, and then that's what happened. Speaking of the Golden Globes, I watched uh, Leprechaun Returns. Yeah. It, it, uh, they, they weren't there. They weren't there. No, they weren't nominated. Uh, that <laughs> that movie sucked, dude. I, you were I was, looking forward to it, too. I was looking forward to it, watched it. It was fucking terrible. Dude, honestly, I don't know what they were thinking. It's supposed to be like a reboot, like a number two, you know? Yeah. And uh, they, I, I don't know. They just did like a... It's just not a good movie. I do not recommend it to anybody. I don't. I, I probably won't see it. And you know what? I like all the old Leprechaun movies. Like the original ones. Like I know they're like fucking bad, but I still like them. I don't know. This one like was bad, but like in a shit way. Yeah, they did. The the one that happened a couple of years ago, like in 2014. Was oh, the Hornswoggle too. one? It's terrible. Yeah. That was really fucking bad. Yeah. Too. I told you about the thing Hornswoggle said on a radio show. He got like was on a radio show. And somebody told him that, oh, that movie was so bad. When I went to go see it in the theater, the manager gave me the keys to lock up because no one was there. Wow. But the guy. Wait, before, did that get a theatrical release? That's what Hornswogger said. Like, I appreciate the insult, but it never got theatrical release. But you're right. It is a terrible movie. It didn't get one, right? That was straight to video. Yeah, it was, yeah that was the joke. The movie was so bad. It's like that classic joke. Oh, man, that movie. So I saw that movie on a plane. It was so bad. I walked out. Like, yeah, it's like one of those but, jokes. Yeah, it's one of those. I kind of like that. Yeah, you never heard that before? No, that's it's, a good a, one. Any bad movie you say, I saw it on That's a play. real Rodney Dangerfield yeah, joke. Yeah, it was so bad I walked out. Oh, man. Speaking about Rodney Dangerfield, I did watch Back to School before I went to bed last night. Yeah. Movie's so good still. You, you still like it? Oh, my God. It, it It's it's so funny because it's like, um, it's like so, it's not real. It can never happen. It could. But it's just, it's just, it's just 80s, 80s. 80s. Yeah, it was awesome. It was, it was, I, f- I always forget that Um, it's like, oh man, Robert Downey Jr. is in this movie. He plays the roommate. Oh, yes. The son. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's got messed up teeth. I didn't notice he got his teeth done. Yeah. 
and messed up teeth. Uh, he it was it was movies movies pretty. I like my favorite scene is when he's at the party at his house. If you remember, do you remember this movie? Yeah, at the party at his house, and he catches his wife cheating on him, and then he goes to eat, and he takes all the um he cuts like a piece of bread in half and scoops it out, and takes all the d'oeuvres like meatballs, deviled eggs, like a spetacopita. I think it's spetacopita, the the um stuffed um the Greek food, and puts it all in in like the bread and has like a um a takes like a waiter's hand puts it by and helps him cut the bread and he makes he like takes all the food and puts it in a sandwich and just eats it <laughs> like at a uh, movie yeah it, it's on amazon i would watch it tonight i mean it's it's a fun watch i watched to it not too long ago oh dude that movie's so good and speaking of college i watched ghoulies three Ghoulies, i have i have to watch mine tomorrow i have the first week Okay, good. First, you got, yeah, I got you, tomorrow. I have to watch have, tomorrow. Yeah. You have to watch it, man. I can. I can. I can do I it. I still love Ghoulies 3. Best Ghoulies out of all of them. Really? Yeah. Dude, the only thing that like maybe contends with it is like the first 10 minutes of the first Ghoulies and like the ending carnival scene of Ghoulies 2. Was, we did Ghoulies 3, right? We did. We did. Yeah. We I'm did. I sure remember. Yeah. Or they drank like 100 beers. Party! <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah, you saw the movie, see? Yeah, <laughs> I was burping a little bit. But uh, Anthony, you better watch Mrs. Doubtfire. No, I will. It's, you have it's to. It's an easy watch. Is that an easy watch? Easy for you? watch. It's it's not it's not it's not like um it's it's a lot of like satire and like a lot of like uh it's just a lot of jokes. It's like a lot of like like he like it's it's a story between like. Like Robin Williams jokes. It's, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's really like it's an impression. Like I guarantee, I'm gonna catch a different impression every time. It's what the like a recite. The movie starts with him doing the voiceover. He gets fired. Picks up the kids from school. Goes home. He throws a party for his kid. He gets in trouble. Then he gets kicked out. They get divorced. He gets like like the movie. I could say the movie in five two minutes. Where, I could do, say the where movie. does that movie take place? San Francisco on Steiner Street. Wow. I've been to the house. Really? I've been to the house. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's actually on Steiner Street. Oh. No, it's funny, like, the inside of the house has that stereotypical 80s, like, movie look. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? They all kind of look the same. I don't know. Did people's, like, my family's house did not look like that. Well, it's more of, like, a West Coast thing. Like, yeah, it was, I like, guess a, so. Like, full house. It, it's, the house kind of looks the same. Like, a little Still? Bit. Yeah. When Robin Williams died, they made... I have been there for the first time after he died. But um, I read somewhere when he died, they like asked everyone to go across the street because they live on a corner. It's a corner house, and yeah. So when everyone's like on the corner, it's like they can't get into either one of their doors without being harassed. Yeah, yeah. Like keep in mind, like they're not fucking. Robin Williams never lived there. No, it's, <laughs> it's, fucking, it's the Mr. Doubtfire house. He's like, house. hey guys, you guys are here. Can you just stand across the street? Like, yeah, yeah, please. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Yeah, they, yeah, they, the owner was the, the woman was like, "I am not trying to be rude. I just can't get in and out of my driveway. Like, you can look at the house." Dude, do you remember when people used to like harass the Amityville Horror? Every person, that, still, it's still a thing. Ocean Avenue. Yeah, they try to turn it. They turned the house around. One one couple had the idea. Make a right at the pizzeria. You you make a you go up to you could go in down Merrick Road. You make a right on Ocean. That's right yeah. after the pizzeria that we would go to sometimes. I think it's, I could be wrong, but I think it's on the block where, where there's, um, there's a park on the corner. There's the, the parking lot of where you could, where you go by revolution. Oh, there's it's one on. more, it's one more oh, street. 
over that. Because remember, we would walk diagonally to get pizza, yeah. like when we go to fucking shows there. Yeah, it. But that's that, where you get the gre- mm. you want the greasiest pepperoni pizza on Long uh, Island. Uh, you uh, go flying, there. I think it's Blue Jay flying. It's Blue Jay pizza. Really? Blue Jay's pizza. Yeah. Greasy. Yeah, they had a good um. They had Great. A, they had good um vodka chicken slice. I remember when I yeah. was a kid. And then they had um, but yeah, the one couple flipped the house around. They like yeah, they only the windows. They just they just like took out cover the front door, put on the side, so people would be like. But that made people even more curious about it. And yeah. they got rid of the eye. Yeah, so the windows no, are gone. No reason to go to the house. No, there's no reason to go there anymore. If you want to go to a real spooky house, go to uh, Massapequa. Oh yeah, the this, fucking the, 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 the Massapequa Murder House. Yeah, it's not. Nobody was really murdered there. No. It just looks like the. It looks like the monsters live there. I don't know what the reason why they're like never. Like, I don't. I, I read somewhere that it's just like they kept it. If you listen to this, I need you to Google Massapequa, New York, witch house or Massapequa, New York murder house, and take a look at this fucking thing. It's insane. Are you looking for it right now? Yeah, just- see, see what it comes up under because. It's it's really like something else. Somebody lives in this house and they have like a hearse in the fucking uh, driveway. They have the sidewalk painted red. Mm-hmm. What are you what are you putting in? Massapequa murder house. <laughs> we'll do this live right now. Do 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 haunted house in Massapequa is. But it, see what it click on it. See what it says. Because uh, I don't. Is that like a haunted house? The witch house. You're correct. Is that what it comes up under? Yeah. So if the they sa- the same. Uh, so if they Google it, it's, oh. Massapequa Witch House, it'll come up. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Somebody says it's a cult. I don't know why it's like like no answers. What do you mean? Like why it looks that way? Yeah, like what? Like like when it looked like when the house was built and all that. Yeah, it really it's it's when we say it's at a place on the block. It's like at a fucking place. They, I, I don't think there is an answer, man. I don't think anybody knows. Nobody knows now. <laughs> and it always throw me off. There's like, oh, never a reason. Like, I'm not saying the house is like, you know, it's like, it's cool to look at. I just don't. I knew I somebody that lived around the area said that like it was more of like it was an older house and like somebody very like, like, like theatrical, like very, very like, you know very eccentric like yeah. built it yeah and it yeah. just it was not very maintained and they just people live there and it's yeah like that they have like big fences now like remember they have the big fan they have a they have a big fence it's yeah like you could see it's, through a, it. it's like a like a big iron fence yeah it's weird it's cool though you could still go through it you yeah. could well like you could drive trampoline, by. They have a trampoline in the backyard <laughs> family there yeah just google it don't go there just just google it there's videos there's, yeah YouTube there's probably videos. youtube videos and shit what else? What else do we have here, man? We have like a couple things, don't we? We have what is it? Um, tiny village, somewhere. Oh yeah, that's like over in where Merrick? Not America. Never. I never been. I've been there once, but I forgot about all about it. What else is there? Oh, you could go down the Gilgo Beach and see these bodies spear. somewhere. Yeah, there's bodies there with the home of the Long Island serial killer. I actually lived five minutes away from there for a period of time. Oh, you did? Yeah, I did. Like that was during. Was that during the serial killings? Around 2011, I think the serial killings were. Yeah, so I would have been. I would have been there. Oh, there's like a whole investigation about it too. Sorry, I'm not trying to play. <laughs> there's like an there's like an investigation video about 
the house. About the Massapequa house? Yeah. What, um... Oh, man, wasn't there another, like, haunted house somewhere? No, this is fake. No? Not really. Oh. Well, yeah. So, there's a bunch of other haunted houses and shit where we are. We live on Long Island. Mm -hmm. We can go to King's Park, because that's still up. Did they break it down yet? No, they didn't break it down. That's the coolest place. It is pretty cool. Go to Camp Hero out east, get abducted by fucking aliens. I was there today. Were you? Yeah, um, Mike, uh, you know, Mike B's girlfriend, Evelyn? Yes. She's never been there before. And on New Year's, I said, well, if you're free this weekend, and they texted me the other week, they said they were, so I'll take you guys out. We took them there today, and I showed them uh, the camp here, um, the, the tower and the acid house, but you really can't. They've been more strict about you. Like, for a while, people would hop the fence all the time and, like, go in there and just ask you to leave. Lately, yeah. they've been a little bit more strict. Yeah. So it's like, but um, you can see the acid house. You can see the tower. Is it really you or you? What? Did they reprogram you there? No, it's me. I'm fine. Are you sure? It was weird. when There's always, like, weird shit going on there, like, in the sense of, like, there's just, like, things are, like, it's, like, the maintenance on the actual tower is not well, but, like, the surrounding areas, like, there's, like, like one day there's like a random door on something like remember there's like where they have the old like cannons coming out of uh-huh. and like one day I was like there and like it was sealed off and then like the next time I was there it was still sealed off but then there was like a door put in that's weird so and, but there's rumors that the story is there's like a bunch of tunnels underground like somebody said they found like a door in like the woods like like a bunker thing like uh-huh. years ago but then that was sealed and it was just like a bunch of I just think I don't think anything's going on there now. I just think there's like a bunch of people that are just like it's a maintenance. It's a yeah. state park. I think I think people are like there's a door on that thing now because it's probably a storage area. There's a really good website. I believe it's um, liodities.com yeah. or it's longislanddities.com. You can see all the fucking weird shit that's yeah. on that's like around Long Island. There's apparently a ton of ton of fucking haunted shit here. Yeah. And speaking of haunted shit. Anthony, we watched a fucking awesome movie this week. Mm-hmm. Tales from the Hood. Tales from the Hood. This was sick. Did you know that there's the? Oh yeah, we spoke about that. There's a sequel. Yes, and it came out. And it's like apparently recently. fucking terrible. Yeah, I, I came out fairly recently, but um, but um, I don't right. It came out fairly recently, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was I think 2018. But uh, do you remember this as like a kid? Yeah, I remember watching it on HBO. I remember like when I first. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. I remember it was always on. It's still always on, like on something. Yeah. Uh this movie was released on May twenty fourth, nineteen ninety five. So what was I like? Eight years old, something like that. I don't know. Ninety five. Yeah. You were. Eighty seven. Yeah. Yeah. Seven. Mm. Wasn't November yet. Yeah. Whatever. But uh, it was ma- it was made on a budget of six million dollars, and it made eleven point eight million. So it did get a theatrical release. It did I feel like this movie really did better on uh, home video? A lot of those movies back in the nineties did. Yeah. So this was released on VHS and Laserdisc in late nineteen ninety five, and there was a DVD released in nineteen ninety eight by HBO Home Video, and that's since that's long been out of print. And uh, a Blu Ray was released in uh, twenty seventeen by Scream Factory. Is that the first Blu-ray of it? I guess so, yeah. yeah that's weird. Yeah, well, dude, I think there's only one DVD release of this. Yeah. Which is, I guess, you know, there wasn't like a really like a really big uh, calling for it. 
up until maybe recently. Probably. I feel like there's a resurgence of this movie. Yeah. Or maybe just like our generation really appreciates it. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I was just reading up on something real quick on it. <laughs> they said 20 sequel. Sequel was October 2nd, 2018. Yeah. So that very that just recently. Came, yeah. Dude, the soundtrack for this movie went gold. It didn't? Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. It's just, it's all just like, just rap, like mid 90s rap. I don't know. It's <laughs> easy but, one. Yeah, that was an easy one. <laughs> but the, uh, the music for this movie was done by Christopher Young. And do you know, like, this, this dude is like fucking legit. He's done music for The Dorm That Drip Blood. You ever see that? Mm. No? Well. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2. Yes, of course. Trick or Treat, the one from 1986 with like the fucking the metal one. Yeah. Um, Hellraiser. And uh, he did the music for Pet Cemetery in the one that's coming out. No, the new one. Yeah, 2019. Yeah. Dude, can you believe it's 2019? Not really. I was, <laughs> I was talking to fucking McGritz. Mm-hmm. Shout out mm-hmm. to McGritz. <laughs> uh, like, yeah, dude, uh, we're talking about Bobby Schmurder getting out of jail. And it's like, oh, no, man, he's not going to be out till like, 2022 or, like, 2023. And it's like... He's almost at, out. Well, like, looking at, like, the numbers, like, oh, the year 2022. Like, dude, like, remember when you were in, like, elementary school? Like, that seemed like it was fucking... Forever. Yeah. Like, insane. Yeah. But, um... Did this movie come out when I was in elementary school? Yeah, I was. You was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you were. <laughs> I you was. Were, you was. <laughs> you were. But uh, Clarence Williams III is in this. He played Mr. Sims, the funeral home guy, a.k.a. Satan. Right? Was he supposed to be a demon or Satan? I guess Satan. Yeah, I was thinking Satan. like Satan. Too powerful for like just a demon. But uh, yeah. he's, he was like more of a TV star, but you would know him probably from uh, Half-Baked. Yeah. Right, he, he was, was Samson. He was Samson, but he was also what? Well, he was he? He was Samson. Yes. Yeah, and he was also an American gangster. A guy, the Dan Denzel Washington. He played like the guy that like taught him how to like. Was he in? Hold on, I don't want. I don't want to misspeak. What? Him. What? Wait, which actor we're talking about yet? Clarence Williams the third, the guy that played like the funeral director. Clarence Williams III. Why? What do you think? No, 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 no. no the, wait, I'm just looking at his filmography real quick. Oh, 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 oh. Half fake. Yeah, no, okay. I thought he was someone else. Never mind. I don't want to say it. Oh, okay. The other guy, I think he was. Who? No, at, um, from the newer one. Oh. I was looking at the wrong um, um, cast. So, Tom Wright, who played uh, Martin Morehouse, he was also. Did he look familiar to you at all from the first segment? He looked like. um, Like the zombie guy? He was, um... He's in another horror movie. Martin. You could say what it is. I'm just oh, he it. was, uh, he was in Creepshow 2. He played the hitchhiker. Oh, he did. <laughs> Can I get a ride, lady? Can I get a ride? So he came back from the dead to, uh, twice. <laughs> <laughs> he knows what he's doing. Um, what's her name? Rosalind Cash. Uh, oh man, what was her name? Doctor Cushing. She's in the uh, like the last segment. Do you know who she was? 
I like was just looking up people that were in the movie and uh, I saw her. I'm like, oh, she kind of looks familiar, like the picture on the Wikipedia. And she actually played Lisa in The Omega Man, if you ever saw that. Charlton Heston's like girlfriend. A while ago, yeah. Um, And then, of course, David Alan Greer's in this from In Living Color in the army now. Love David Alan Greer. (laughs) Miss, you forgot Blake Man. Oh, Blank Man, yeah. Love and they, they said this was like very strange because he was a very comedic actor. Yeah. And to see him playing like a real like piece of shit. Yeah. It's it was something else. He always has that like ah, his voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was dude, he was funny. I love why Blake Man is probably one of my favorite movies back when I was a kid, man. I really? Love, you love Blake Man? I love That was a movie that was always on like a cable movie channel. I wanna speak to the commissioner. Right, was that always on HBO? It was always on TV. It was always it was always on TV. It was like on Comedy Central for like the cleaner version, and there was other the movie channel HBO Showtime. It was on all those channels. Ah. Is it? I would watch it. I w- I gotta watch that movie again. I love that movie. Damn. Oh, dude, you know what I you know what I just scored on eBay. What? So, all right, so so I hope this person that owns this that sold it to me doesn't uh, doesn't listen to us. Mm-hmm. So this guy lists a Seven Doors of Death, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's it's the beyond, yeah. And it's the slipcase. It's not like the one that I have. I, I'm just missing this one. He lists it for like thirty bucks, and I'm like, oh, like I'll offer you like twenty six for it. Mm-hmm. No, no, denies me, right? So I'm like, oh, fuck this guy. So he lists it for thirty again. Lists it for thirty again. Nobody, nobody, nobody. Somebody else lists one that's like a little bit beaten up, but he lists it for like twenty one. Yeah. So I offer the guy two months later, twenty bucks for that original one. He accepts yeah. the offer. Oh, really? Boom, yeah. got it. Was so thirty B was thirty too much? You think? I, was, I wasn't gonna pay for it. I have yeah. the like the rare one here, right? Yeah. That one's just I need it for the uh, collection. Yeah, just to have it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that's coming. I'm happy about that. Do you like search out for like stuff, or do you have like a? Do you just search like like? Do you check certain things every day or do you just, is there's like one searching? Like, um, on eBay, you can search, you can have saved searches. Yeah. And it'll tell you if something new is listed in that search. Oh, that makes sense. So I have like a whole bunch of things listed and if that comes up, I'll get like a notification. Yeah. If it makes so sense. like certain things that like I really want that like are really kind of like not, you know, that are really uncommon. Yeah. I'll have that in the search and like when it comes up I'll see like ah maybe it's worth it maybe yeah. it isn't yeah, you know sometimes sometimes you'll get a good deal sometimes somebody will have it like on a buy it now and it'll be super cheap you get something you know awesome for for nothing yeah you know that's just how it goes sometimes it's makes sense yeah, yeah you just gotta be you gotta be vigilant because there's only so much you're gonna find when you're going out that's true you know to the thrift stores I have I've been having some pretty good luck lately but you know Certain things you're just not gonna find. Yeah, they're just it's like anything else. There wasn't that many of them released. And what are the odds that you're gonna get it in your fucking greasy hands sure. at the Goodwill, you know? So eBay is the second choice. There it is. Until the spring comes and they start getting the swap meets again and all that shit. Which we will be attending. We're not too far. No. We're Think doing about we're, it. We're gonna be doing January, everything. We're already a week into January. Yeah. I think they said April, maybe the drive-in opens again. It makes sense. Can't wait. That's going to be sick. But, uh, Anthony, is there anything else before we get into this movie that you want to talk about? No, we got to David Alan Greer. 
career. Yeah, you got. <laughs> was there anybody else that you noticed from this, like from I, anything else? It, it's it's you know like the same thing with a lot of movies. The time period, and like there was like a certain time in the nineties, like from like I always like chop up the nineties to like eighty nine to like ninety two, and then like ninety three to ninety six. Yeah, like. From, I can see that. You, you know what I mean? Well, like, like how from, like from ninety three to ninety six, like all all these people were in the same fucking movie. Where how like if you watch the first like two Friday the Thirteenth, well the first three Friday the Thirteenth movie, it almost looks like it was filmed in the seventies. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, like the final chapter looks super eighties. You know, and I'm like trying to remember what are, what's the two the Friday Thirteenth, and then like up to up to well even even part eight looks pretty eighties. Yeah, what did we what did what did we? Which ones did we see recently at Retro Picture Show? We saw part three and three D. Yeah, I think it was after. I think we saw part six. Part six, yeah. Is it the more quirkier one? That's the one. Yeah, that's like kind of self-aware. Yes, that was. I felt was the first one that was filmed very clear and very like look. And that then, looked like a, it had a very good like film quality. Very to good it. film quality, and then. Then when the next one came out, it wasn't as quirky. Part seven. Yeah. And that was the looked, one with the psychic. I think it, we saw six and seven. We saw six and seven together. Six is hilarious. Yeah, I like six. Part is six is a great movie. Tom it's, Matthews, Return yeah. of the Living Dead. Yeah, it was great. That one's more... Your that, brain smells yeah. so spicy, Anthony. <laughs> the thing that... But you notice, like, when they jumped to the next film, it's like the great... The quality was not as great. Yeah. And, like, it was not as good. No, part movie. six is definitely the most polished out of all of them. Yeah, and it's funny. Yeah. It's like a funny movie. Yeah, no, it is. And yeah. you know, it's it was not too many years after part four, and part four looks super 80s. Super, yeah. Even the film stock looks super 80s. It has like a specific, uh, what, like, I don't know what you would say to it. Like a, like a, like a look? Yeah, just like the overall film feel. quality and feel. It Environment. Was like, yeah. But, uh, you know, you got that Zaxxon game being played, which I have, <laughs> I have on my shelf up there. But, uh, yeah, man. Well, Tales from, even this, Tales from the Hood, this was 1995. This felt like a very early 90s movie. Yeah. Just like, I mean, the actual film quality and everything, it looks like a fucking straight-to-video movie, sort of. Some parts do, uh, do, but uh, it does. it definitely does look like it fits in that, like, transitional period of the 80s where, like, they still were, like, making super, like, graphic horror movies. Well... Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay, man. Jeez. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Let's do this. Anthony, I'd have to say this has one of the coolest openings of a movie I've yeah. ever seen in my whole entire life. But what do you think about that? Yes, agree. Yes, I agree. yes of course. I, you know, I, you don't even have to say it because I agree for you. Okay. But uh, we get like the Tales from the Hood title card that looks like I drew it with a uh, with a paint marker. <laughs> but uh, we see like a revolving close up of a skeleton, and it's like the skeleton from the cover of the movie. Um, but this skeleton is smoking a cigarette and holding like a 1911 pistol, a 45. <laughs> this is, while like while like rap is playing in the background, 
this is awesome. I love this. This opening is great. Yeah. But uh, we see a reflection off the sunglasses of uh, this skeleton and its car, also blasting rap, pulling up to a house. Uh, these three guys get out, and I think you see them like put guns in their waistbands at, like right when they get out. But uh, they're in front of this funeral parlor, and uh, we hear like this creepy organ music playing and uh, flashes of somebody playing the organ. And uh, this is Sims's funeral home. So uh, Mr. Sims is going to be our uh, fucking crypt keeper. Mortuary. Yeah, crypt keeper type the, guy. The, welcome, well, it's the first one is welcome to the mortuary. Welcome to the mortuary. But um, these like three guys look visibly shook here. Yeah. Right? Like the one, they're like saying like, oh, I don't know about this. <laughs> and the one guy's like, yeah, this place does look evil. But uh, the ringleader... What's his? I think the ringleader is Bulldog. Uh, yeah, it is Bulldog. I was just looking at. It. Uh, says like, oh, it ain't the dead people you need to be worried about, and like they make them speak like so stereotypical, what? like Stack st- Ball and Bulldog. Yeah, they like, they make them like, it's like that stereotypical like early to mid nineties like West Coast gangster talk. Yeah, right. Like it, it's even like borderline Malibu's most wanted. Yeah. But um, the ringleader, like, we just got to do this. And, t- and he keeps saying, take care of business. 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 And uh, then he's, like, talking about, like, oh, we got to just get the shit. They keep saying the shit. The whole yeah. movie. The shit. Yeah, drugs. Yeah, the shit. Oh, the drugs. Yes, shit. And uh, <laughs> the guy, Bulldog, goes, pass the weed, you little bitch <laughs> no pass the bud you little bitch Dude, when he says that i was fucking cracking up i every part of this movie is great um so these three guys uh they're walking up to the front door and like they keep fucking like they're they're very hesitant and the one guy's like if it uh like what do i do if like a dead guy attacks me or some shit right he asks yeah. And uh, he's like, well, if we, you blast him or whatever. He's like, well, how are you going to kill something that was already dead? <laughs> like, they're yeah. having this conversation going up to the funeral home. But uh, they ring the front doorbell and, like, this shade in the front, like, just snaps down and it's like a jump scare. And it's Mr. Sims. And uh, they're, like, fucking, they're scared. And the one guy's like, puts his, like, dukes up. But he does it like in a comical like way. Yeah. Like like they're like really close to his fucking face. Yeah, all these movies have like a very comic feel to it. This, but this is done like in a really it it's it's done in a really good way. Listen, I know we're doing a lot of nineties horror, which we've done. We can't do what's it? Um Vampire in Brooklyn. Oh I'll never fucking watch Eddie Murphy? Movie. Never fucking watch that movie ever again. You don't like that one, that right? Sucked. No, I don't like that. Because I think they're just trying I think I forgot if it was before or after. I think it was after this movie. Was it after? The, it no, after, I thought they that were was trying earlier to cash than in, this. I think they were trying to cash in on the horror like hood thing. Oh, well, um, when Mr. Sims like opens the door, he's like, oh, I've been waiting for you or I've been expecting you. He says something to that effect. But um, basically the whole thing is these guys are like there to get drugs from him. He found drugs in an alley and um, they're there to pay him for what he found but 
like the whole time that they're having this conversation when they first walk into the funeral home, Mr. Sims is making like these fucking crazy faces. And he's like acting like he was like just tweaking out on like fucking meth. Right? He's like, oh, yes, the drugs, the drugs. Yes, you give me the money, I give you the, the drugs. drugs. Yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit, yes. Ah. And then he's like, oh, yeah, you'll be like knee deep and shit at one point. But um, he's showing them one of the bodies that's laid out in the funeral home. And I got to say, like, this whole the whole setup of this, like, funeral home and even the outside of it is awesome. Yeah. It's really, like... The whole concept of this movie is fucking awesome. But um, Mr. Sims starts talking about the body that's in the casket. And he's like, oh, this is Clarence. And he was like hearing voices. And immediately, like the guys like start getting like a little weirded out. And we get our first transition to one, you know, the first real segment in the yeah. movie. And that's uh, Rogue Cop Revelation. The first, the first story, yeah. Yeah. And uh, we see Clarence and Newton, this is his partner, uh, driving around a neighborhood and they're cops and he's like, oh, like, just because this is like a rich neighborhood or whatever doesn't mean that there's like shit, you know, you know, you gotta stay on your, it's gotta stay on your toes. But they come up on a few other cops and they got this black guy like outside of his car, like hassling him. And... Um, this is Martin Morehouse. So he's going to be a very important. He's our Tom Wright guy, hitchhiker. But um, he's like a black rights activist. And I think he's like a councilman or something, like yeah. a city councilman or something. And um, the uh, like the veteran cops send like this rookie Clarence back to the car, like, oh, run his license plate and like run his you know, driver's license. And as this is happening, the cops are like beating the absolute shit out of this guy. The one guy like puts his head through the fucking window, like real, like it's like a real, like Rodney King type fucking thing. But, um, like the Clarence comes out of the car and like, is like, what are you doing? Like, do you know who this is? It's Martin Morehouse. Uh, you know, he's an, you know, he's a, a figure like a public figure so clarence like starts going fucking nuts on these guys and like the two veteran cops are like oh no no don't worry about it we're gonna bring him to a hospital and clarence tells newton like no we gotta call it in we gotta like we gotta yeah. tell on him like this is bullshit we're all gonna go down for this and newton gives him that whole like dirty cop speech about like oh you can't break like the code yeah. and like you know, you never snitch on like another cop and this and that. Next time it could be you that has to be um, protected. And he like says later on, like, oh, I knew that whole thing was like bullshit. But uh, the two cops from before bring Morehouse down to like these docks and they put him in his car and he's all fucked up and they shoot him with, I guess, heroin, right? Yeah. And then they throw like two big like bricks of coke or something in his trunk or less that was heroin also. And uh, they like heroin. Yeah, they like whisper to him like, "Oh, like uh they are dealing drugs out of the 6th precinct, but like too bad you're not going to be able to tell anybody." And uh they like throw him basically like throw the car into the river. Yeah. Or the body of water wherever the fuck they are. 
But uh, we see Clarence a, a, le- a year later, and he's like a homeless fucking drunk. And they show like uh, a little clipping of like a newspaper, and they're like, oh, like Morehouse was like a, you know, a hypocrite and like a drug dealing yeah. piece of shit. And uh, Clarence hears Morehouse's voice, and he, sa- and he keeps hearing them say, uh, bring them to me, like, bring them to me, Clarence. And he sees, like, this mural of him outside, and he acts, like, surprised to see it. So I wonder, like, if it wasn't there. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, it, like, flashes to, like, the living Martin Morehouse, like, crucified, like, in this almost... Did you ever see... Remember, like, Do the Evolution? The uh, the Pearl Jam music video? Oh, that was like animated. That's yeah. what like this part reminded me of. A little bit, yeah. Dude, I time I, frame. I once fucking like sat there and watched that video like over and over with fucking Russ. Just watch why. Yeah, from Wreath of Tongues, Russ. Oh, is Check that- them out. I think they're on Instagram. Uh, maybe. Yeah, they're cool. Formerly Nightcrawler. <laughs> but um, we see Clarence now in the graveyard. And the cops come up and, you know, it's the guys from the year before. And Clarence called them there for a, what he calls a celebration. He says to celebrate the anniversary of the murder, basically. Um, the officers say that he was a pussy for quitting and, like, he should have never quit. Like, it would have been fine. Mm-hmm. And Clarence says, like, no, like, we got we, we to gotta go to the grave. Like, we got to, like, pay our respects unless they're too, like, too much of a pussy to, like, go to the, you know, see where he's buried. And the cops basically say to each other, like, oh, Clarence isn't going to come back from this. Yeah. So they're going to kill him. So these yeah. people are, like, real pieces of shit. Um, they're uh, giving Clarence shit, like, at the grave and eventually start pissing on Morehouse's grave, which is. Start pissing on his grave. Yeah, it's really fucked up. And uh, Officer Strong is, like, the lead douchebag, I guess, of the group. And he forces one of the other guys to also do it. But the other guy's, like, hesitant. He doesn't want to. But he's, like, forced to. Yeah. So he's, you know, like, he's a pussy, so he's going to do it. But um, the two cops pull guns on Clarence, and they got him, like, pointed at the back of his head. And a hand comes up from Morehouse's grave and, like, grabs him by the dick, I guess, but, like, bashes his head into the headstone a bunch of times. And then eventually it, like, pulls him down into the grave and it's, like, completely covered. Dude, that was a really good effect. It was good. Yeah, you couldn't really... I mean, I guess you could see where it was, but, like, they did a great fucking job. Yeah. And, like, this whole sequence is actually really cool. But uh, the cops freak out and they start like shooting the headstone for some reason. But the grave uh, explodes open and Morehouse, I guess, is standing on his headstone. But the casket now has the dead cop's body in it that was like sucked into the ground. Um, The two cops like freak the fuck out and drive away. Uh, But Morehouse seems to be right behind them no matter what they're doing. And I like this whole thing, how like they'll make a turn and they show him just walking, like, just, like, a little bit back. Yeah. I wish they would have did it, like, longer. Because that was really cool. They're like, how the fuck is he right behind us? You know what I mean? That whole, like, uh, supernatural thing. Yeah. 
But um, eventually, Morehouse is on the back of the car, and they like manage to shake him off the car rather easily, I guess. But uh, after all this shit, they uh, they see him again and like try to swerve away, and they end up crashing the car because you need to crash the car in this situation. Yeah. Um, Morehouse rips through the roof of the cop car and pulls the one guy like. He, like, grabs his head and fucking rips his head off and pulls it through the roof. And the other cop, like, runs out of the car and, like, gets a little bit back and starts shooting the car and it eventually explodes. But uh, he starts running away, but he sees that Morehouse mural from before and he freaks the fuck out and he runs down like heroin alley over here. And uh, he's trying to get away when Morehouse appears. And... He, like, picks up the cop. This is another thing I liked. He, like, picks up the cop, like, with one hand, like, he's choking him. And the cop, like, reaches out and, like, swipes at his chest. And you see inside of his chest, and it looks like a green glowing test, uh, like, beaker from, like, a yeah. science fucking lab. It was good. Yeah, that was, I really like that. What was that toy as a kid? That you would like make like candy or something. Like everything was edible, wasn't it? Oh, and it night was night crawlers. Like, no, not creepy crawlers. It it was like a body and like it had all like edible uh, I, shit. Yeah, I remember it was like a w- crazy scientist or something. Yeah, and like everything you made was like edible. Are you gonna look it up? Yeah, look it up. I I can't think of what the fuck it is. But uh we see hypodermic needles like start floating off the ground, being controlled by Morehouse and he basically crucifies it was like a body, right? Yeah. It was like, I was like a monster, right? That would make the shit. But, um, he basically crucifies the cop like against the mural and the cop actually turns into the mural, which was a very, uh, unexpected ending here. But Morehouse turns to Clarence now and he's like, Oh, where were you brother? Dr. When- Dreadful. I think that was it. Is there a picture of it? Oh, let me see that. There's a bunch of them. Let me see. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was it. This is I had right. I had, like you can eat all the shit. Yeah, I had. I had. I think I had this one. Let me see. Yeah, that one. There's different ones. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. You could still buy them. Really? Yeah, $39. Amazon. No way. Should I buy one and we'll do an episode and do them? Sure. Because I got like a bunch of Amazon gift cards to use. Yeah, I got some. Dude, I'll buy a Dr. Dreadful kit for us and we could try them. Or maybe, do you have a Creepy Crawlers kit still? Actually, I think I have one at my parents' house. We could just find the the stuff. What, what, What was that stuff that you used in Creepy Crawlers? It was like sugar and like, it was like sugar and like. No, not the ones that you ate. Like the ones that like were just like the rubber. It was like a liquid when it came out of that thing. And then like you baked it and it would turn into but like don't a you rubber. Eat creepy collars? No, no. Yeah. They might have made edible ones yeah. at some point, but I didn't have that. All right. So um, Clarence ends up getting locked up for the murder of all these cops. And he's uh, locked in an insane asylum. Mm-hmm. And. uh that's a very like Tales from the Crypt type ending to this. So he didn't die, but he's locked away forever. I feel like in the nineties it was very big to do like the Tales from the Crypt thing, like multiple stories. Oh yeah, for sure. 
Sorry, I'm turning off my Amazon mic because I don't trust them. Yeah. I actually turn it on. I got to fucking find it. So we segue back to the funeral home here. And uh, Mr. Sims is bringing them through the funeral home now. And he shows them another body and they're like, oh, what the fuck happened to this thing? And they don't actually show the bo- uh, like the body in the casket. And uh, we segue into boys do get bruised. This one felt super 90s to me. Yes. And this is also with David Allen Greer. Uh, ah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. Dude, in, in fucking in the army now, that's like his whole thing. He's like just scared the whole time. You ever see that movie? Yeah. I loved it. Pauly Shore? Yeah. Andy Dick? Yeah. And what's that? Um, was it the Andy woman's, Dick? Yeah, the woman. Um, she, she was Tank Girl. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot her name, though. She's in um, Orange is the New Black now. Really? Yeah. Who does she play in that? She um play, She was only in... She wasn't in the... She was in the season for a bit. She uh, a bit. She was... um forgot her name. She was like, She's like a crazy one that's like hallucinates and like... She like... um short hair she she got like sent to max oh yeah, for a yeah. all right so um got framed for <laughs> we see uh a little kid like scared in his room and he's got a flashlight and uh we see like what appears to be a monster behind his the door of his room yeah it's like uh we see like light coming out from the back but uh they don't actually show what's going on and uh we hear a school bell ring and we see walter and this is, he's like a new kid in this school. And during lunch, this kid's like are making fun of him and picking on him. And eventually Walter, uh, Walter gets beaten up by these kids. I think the kid's name is, uh, I don't know. I have it written down somewhere, but, um, so he's, uh, in the nurse's office after this like confrontation outside and she notices this bruise on his eye and they realize that that bruise wasn't from today. That was from a few days ago. And uh, when questioned, Walter says that the monster uh, did it to him. Like, oh, like, who's the monster? Or, like, what's the monster? He said, oh, he came after my dad died. And his teacher, Richard, seems to, like, actually care about him. And he wants to help. And, um... We get another night scene with Walter and uh, he's in his bed and we hear like these heavy footsteps um, coming up like the stairs or the coming down the hallway. And uh, we see that like the door is like barricaded shut this time. Like he's got like a dresser right in front of it. And um, eventually the thing outside breaks through and we see like a monster hand come around the door and like push the door open. And we hear, like, this heavy, like, monstrous breathing also. Um, the next day at school, Richard notices that there's, like, even more bruising now. And we see a picture of the monster that Walter drew. And it's, like, this green thing with teeth and, like, long claws and shit. And he said it was the monster. And if he drew it and destroyed it, it would go away. And he also has a picture of Tyrone, who was the kid from before that beat him up. Yeah. That was him. Okay. And Walter crushes this picture of Tyrone, and you hear like a like a kid screaming, and you hear somebody said like, "Oh, he fell down the stairs and he broke both his arms and his legs." So something you know is up there. But uh, Richard visits uh, Walter's house, 
and he wants to speak to his mom or his dad and uh she seems oblivious to everything and also is like kind of hitting on richard yeah right she seemed like she was but uh the mom actually gets mad at walter because of this like monster shit going on and we hear a honk outside and walter's mom tells him like oh just like stay here for a second and uh david allen greer comes into the house this is carl carl girl girl and uh he's like immediately a fucking dick to everybody um richard and carl start talking about the monster in the kitchen and um everyone has like this weird like face on like this uncomfortable face and carl's like oh like i'll talk to him about it talk to him and richard's like oh like that's all you're gonna do he's like i'll talk talk to to him yeah so you could tell this guy's like a real fucking piece of trash but uh walter's mom escorts richard out and carl starts rolling up his sleeves at the kitchen table but uh while richard's leaving he hears screaming coming from the house so uh we also like see at this point that Carl is indeed the monster. Um, when he, did you see him like walk into the room and he's like, you little motherfucker yeah. <laughs> dude, like all of David Allen Greer's like lines. Like it's not it, like, it's, it's very, not un- him. it's very uncomfortable. Like these parts of him, like beating the shit out of his family. Yeah. But like just the lines he says, like are just coming from him. It's, it's, it's almost comical, but, um, Carl beats the fuck out of Walter's mom here too with like a fucking styrofoam belt. They uh that's apparently what they used. Like it's some sort of foam like material. That, yeah. So they were able to just like it looks real shit, but you can get like wailed on with it. Um Carl also has this tattoo that says monster. Did you see that? Why would you have a tattoo like that? Um symbolism. <laughs> So Richard comes back to help, but he also gets the shit beat out of him. So Carl's like an MMA fighter, I guess. <laughs> and uh, Walter gets the picture of Carl that he drew, and he begins to fold it, which in turn breaks Carl's like arms and his legs, and he eventually crumples it up, and Carl turns into like this mush on the floor. And uh, <laughs> like his final line, <laughs> as he's like, like just a face sticking out of this shit, this shit ain't over yet, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh, yes, it is. And like Walter's mom steps on it. And you see him like puke up blood. But uh, Walter takes the paper and uh, they tell him like, oh, you got to burn it. So like, you know, there's going to be no record of this ever happening. And uh, which in turn burns Carl. And that's it. They live uh, happily ever after, I guess. And uh, we see this fucked up burnt skeleton in the casket in the funeral home. So, uh, the one guy closes the lid to this casket and it like forces this doll to like fall over off of uh, a cabinet or whatever the hell it is. And Mr. Sims is saying like, oh, like it's not just a doll. It's like a way station for lost souls, this and that. He got it in a, at a somewhere in the South. And this is our segue into KKK comeuppance. The next story of our journey. <laughs> This uh, this movie goes pretty quick for it's a. Not, it's, it's not that long. It's like we're like there's only two more story technically. It's this one, and then it's just one more, isn't it? And then the ending. Is yeah. But that's that's like. That's so uh, we see this guy Duke Metger, and I think they said he was named after uh, David Duke and the Duke guy uh, Silver. No, 
Duke Silver. The guy something. Saxophonist. Duke Silver. Metzger something. So you never heard of Duke Silver? No. You know he kind of looks like Ron Sanson. No, I don't know. I don't know who the fuck that is. (laughs) But uh, he's like with this guy. Well, first of all, uh, Metzger is like a racist piece of shit. And like you hear his like his commercial like on the TV or whatever or the radio, and it's like all about like oh you know um like uh what the hell oh like affirmative action and this and that and like how everything's terrible so you get like the idea that this guy is like a real piece of shit but Mm. he's got um a guy that's like an image maker or whatever the fuck they call them but it's like this black dude named roadie so it's weird that like this racist well it's all about the image i guess that was the whole thing but uh duke is a former kkk member so uh these protesters are outside uh, his house because he actually bought a former plantation, which really is like a fucking terrible thing for him to do. But uh, some crazy guy, I think they said his name was Eli or something, yeah. starts talking about like, oh, the souls, the souls, they're not, they're not resting. Like, there's yeah. their rest. There was peace. They need peace. There's not, there's not peace in the dollhouse. And like, he's, they're like, oh, what's the dollhouse? And the guy's like, oh, just some fucking story about like dolls. <laughs> but, uh, the, apparently this place is haunted or whatnot, or the dolls are there because the former owner after like slavery was abolished in America went crazy and killed like hundreds of slaves on the plantation. And uh, the slave souls were transferred into dolls by a voodoo woman that I think bought the plantation later on. Yeah. Um, so uh, in this house, there's like this giant mural of like this voodoo woman sitting in like a rocking chair with all these dolls like around her. And they're both like saying like, oh, like this thing is creepy and all that shit. And the camera pans down and it goes under the floorboards and we see like one of the dolls. Yeah. And it's like in between the, you know, the two floors. But uh, Rody's showing Duke how to respond to some of the questions that like he, you know, would ha- would face and guess he's running for Congress, right? To be a governor, I yeah. believe. Um, but he accidentally, in quotations, falls down the stairs to his death. And like he hits his face on the fucking wall and shit. That's I I like that. Uh, yeah. I like anytime people fall downstairs in movies. What What did I just? Oh, and Duke is videotaping oh, the whole thing. I was just so uh, it's on tape. I that I told you the other day. I was watching that that show. Uh, um, it's the Ben Stiller directed it. It's the Escape from um, forgot the name of the. It's about those two guys that escaped from jail a couple of years ago. Uh huh. And you know that story. They escaped from yeah, jail yeah, yeah. and like they're um they're going through each of their um reasons why they were in jail. And um, there's a scene where Del Toro breaks into his like old boss's house and he throws him down like a wooden. Like, he throws him down an old staircase, like one of those yeah. short staircases to a basement. And it was so real. Like he, the guy must have fell down the stairs for the shot. But anytime someone gets like brutal, it's yeah. fucking brutal. Yeah, it is. It really is. So uh, Duke is warned by that like crazy Eli guy after the funeral about like, oh, he should leave yeah. the house and all that. And when Duke gets into his limo, he finds one of the dolls on the floor. And it's the one from in between the floors. And he uh, like opens the window and throws it out and all that shit. He gets rid of it. 
And later that night, we see Duke watching the tape of Rhodey doing like the, the speech or whatever before he fell down the stairs. And he sees like in this brief second in the video, yeah. we see the doll trip him before he falls down the stairs. Oh, shit. But um, he also notices that his picture is missing from the mural in the house. And we get this like point of view shot of like close to the ground of something running towards the house. And then we hear a knock on the door. And when Duke answers the door, there's nobody there, but he hears like little footsteps like running through. And uh, when Duke turns around, he sees the doll sitting on the stairs and he just takes like a fucking vase and throws it at it. And it mysteriously vanishes. It is no longer there. Gone like the wind. And uh, he uh, he's like looking for this thing and he starts hitting the painting with an American flag and the painting starts to bleed. Yeah. And then uh, the doll jumps on Duke, but Duke manages uh, to fight it off with this same flag for once. Like the dolls aren't like overly strong. Yeah. Like they're like relatively, you know, weak to you can, you can fight them one on one, but uh, he puts it on this dartboard and he shoots it with his like double barrel shotgun. But uh, when he goes inside, he notices more of the pictures are missing from this mural. So he's running around the house now and he locks like the door to the room that he was in. And he sees the doll that he shot from before, but he like has this panic attack and like can't load the gun again. And he goes and he runs back into the room with like the, you know, the big mural with the picture. And he notices that all the doll's pictures are missing from the mural now. And when Duke turns around, he turns to a room full of the dolls and they all attack him. And uh, we see the voodoo lady now appear in the room holding the doll from the beginning, like sitting in the rocking chair, like a smile. That was cool. I don't know if she had a smile, but I'm going to imagine that she did. Yeah. But that was that was pretty good. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Um. So we segue back to the funeral home. And Is that the last one. No, no, we have one more. So the three guys are getting impatient. And this one guy notices a body and he like immediately reacts to it. And Mr. Sims is like, oh, you know, this guy and like one says like, yeah. And one's like, no. And the other guy's like, oh, just some guy that we, you know, that we've seen around the block. Uh, just a dude we saw around and we segue into the final, you know, of the little segments here. And this is hardcore. What is this? Hardcore convert is the last one. Yes. Sir. And uh, we see this guy driving in his Mustang and he notices another car and he chases it down and he kind of like corners it and he gets out of the car and he gets into a confrontation with this dude and shoots him a bunch of times. And he goes to run back to his car, but he's gunned down by three other guys. So uh, this is this is crazy K, by the way, which he has like crazy sideburns. So maybe that should be crazy K with the sideburns and uh, the cops pull up and they start shooting it out with the three guys that uh, shot him and all the, those three guys are killed and uh, we see crazy K like lying there spitting up blood, but we see him in prison now and it's a few years later, I guess I think it was two years or three years. Um, and we see this woman who looks like a doctor and she asks him to consent 
to behavioral modification. And if he does, he'll be out in no time. Uh, Crazy K is transferred to this prison facility that looks very, like, made for TV. Yeah. Also, like, the outside, you know, like when they were driving up to it, looked very, like, Demon Knight. It did. Right? That's That really reminded me of that. Like, that whole matte painting type thing with, like, the car in the foreground. But, um... He's transferred to this, like, hospital dungeon prison thing. And he's putting, like, a dog kennel next to this white supremacist. And... This is like the part of the movie that I remember the most, I think, as a kid. Like, this guy's like really like crazy. Like, and it, yeah. it like really stuck with me. Whoever played this part, like, did a really good job. But like, he's talking about the whole thing about, uh, you know, like, oh, you, you know, you're, you think I'm wrong. Like, who are the people you killed? Like, what color were they? And he's like, you're just one of my, like, you know, you're one of my soldiers yeah. and all this stuff. And crazy K fucking punches him in the face. <laughs> But the guy's, uh, like, the guy's creepy as fuck, and he seems like a fucking maniac. But uh, the doctor says, like, oh, I, was, I wanted you to, to meet that person. I put you there for a reason. And he's told he's there for this government program that she designed to try to rehabilitate him, to try to, like, rehabilitate, like, hardcore criminals. And he's put on this table, and he's strapped down, and they put, like, a tube up his nose, and they put like a ball gag in his mouth that like is feeding some shit like into his mouth. And um they they're like basically forcing him to watch like all this gang violence videos, like people getting murdered, like pictures of very, like lynchings and very clockwork orange esque. Yep. Uh yeah. actually like in one of the bonus things on like the DVDs or something I saw, they said like the two guys that like came up with this scene and like picked everything said that they wanted to make it like a clockwork orange. Yeah. And like they 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 said they chose like they tried to choose like super effective photos yeah. and things that were very like powerful, you know, and it's pretty fucked up, man. It is. This this scene like really is like something else. It really could oh, make wow. Yeah, it really could make people uncomfortable. But um uh Also like during this part like the doctor's screaming at him like a fucking maniac. Yeah. She's like going fucking ape shit. So did they ever like say what this is she like an angel or something like I would assume yeah. Or if he yeah. would have like if he would have like repented or whatever, like he would have been sent back to like live. I guess so. Or like they, or he just would have went to heaven or something. I think he would have went to heaven. Yeah. I don't know. But, uh, (laughs) he's now lowered into like a sensory deprivation chamber and he sees like this one dude that he killed over like, Oh, you kept coming up short. I couldn't let you like fucking screw me like that. And then we see like three people he killed in a drive by. It's like, oh, I wasn't even the guy you were going for. Like, yo, that was fucked up and all this shit. And then he sees, like, a little girl. And she's like, the bullet, I was doing whatever. And, like, the bullet came through the wall and, like, and it, like, killed her. Which is really fucked up. That that's, like, a real thing. That's, like, remember that was, like, a big epidemic. I don't know if it still is, but that shit was fucking crazy. But um, the room now feels, like, with all those people and the doctors there. And she's saying shit like, oh, like, you know, what about, you know, these people, you turn their dreams into nightmares. And like this actor, like, does a pretty good job here that plays Crazy K when he's like, yeah. 
when he's like, oh, like nightmares. Like, what about my nightmare? What about the nightmare I was born in? The nightmare I lived through every day. Like, that was a really effective scene. Like, he really looked like he was having, like, a fucking nervous breakdown. But, um, he's, like, still a piece of shit, though. And he's like, no, fuck y'all. Like, fuck this. Fuck that. Like, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. And the doctor's like, no, like, there's still, you could still be saved. Like, there's, it's not too late. And this is, like, your last chance. And he, like, grabs, like... She's like, oh, like you have nothing holding you down. He's not in the chair anymore. This is like a little confusing. I'm sorry. Yeah, no. And then uh, he like grabs one of the nurses and is like holding her by the fucking head. Like he's going to snap her neck. And he's like, I don't give a fuck and all this shit. And um, I guess eventually he uh, he fucks up because he wakes up and he's back in the street. And he's got the three guys standing over him and they shoot him to death. Oof. I, that last, the last sequence is good. Yeah, I like the last one. Um, we're back in the funeral home now. So this is like the end of it. And, uh, the three guys are getting like super aggressive. Um, and we see that it was them. Those three guys are the ones that killed crazy K. Yeah. And they pull guns on Mr. Sims and they demand the fucking drugs. And the clock's like also striking midnight. Like as soon as this is happening, and he brings them to the basement and he's like walking down the hallway. It's a, this is another like very tales from the crypt type thing. He's like walking down the hallway and touching the light bulbs. And as they, as he touches the light bulbs, they go on. Yeah. Did you notice that? It was, well, it was, yeah, he was ta- as he was brushing. Back. Yeah. He was like tapping them on, but, um, he brings them to this area and there's three coffins and the three guys are like, Oh, he's like, Oh, the drugs are hidden in the coffins. So they each go over to one of the coffins and when they open them, they see their own dead bodies and they freak the fuck out. And, uh, this is, uh, where Mr. Sims basically tells them like, Oh, um, you killed crazy K and then some of crazy K's boys like rolled up just after that and killed you three. And, he says, and uh, like, oh, I guess you didn't make it. <laughs> he says it like almost in like a very jokingly way. And uh, he also has a Mr. Sims also has like a really good line where it's like, oh, like this ain't no funeral home and it ain't the terror dome neither. Welcome to hell, motherfuckers. <laughs> Motherfucker bullshit. If we did, what the fuck we doing in a funeral home with your crazy ass up? Yes. Ain't no funeral home. It ain't the Terradome neither. Welcome to hell. And uh, we see Mr. Sims transform into this giant, like, satanic creature, Satan guy, or whatever. I guess he's Satan. And like this big like pit of fire and shit like erupts around everything and there's our uh, that's our ending everybody's everybody's in hell. Anthony, yes, do you like this movie? Yeah, you love this movie. I like it. Hell I yeah, say, I wouldn't say I love it. I like it. How many gold teeth would you give this out of ten? Oh, they're kind of expensive. So 
Um, well, no, in a real way, out of five. I'll give it a two out of five. You'll give it a two out of five? Three out of five, maybe. Gold teeth are expensive. I guess. I give it a five out of five. So, Anthony, let's do the back of the box. Now, this is a really cool box, by the way. Yeah, I remember it. Yeah, this uh, HBO Savoy video, uh, like holographic box. It says it's a runtime of 98 minutes. It just goes by quick. Yeah. All right. So, Anthony, I'm going to read you the back of this box. Welcome to a Hood of Horrors. By the way, I did see Snoop Dogg's Hood of Horrors when it came out in theaters. I went to a midnight showing for when they did those... uh, that like horror festival thing yeah but uh all right so welcome to a hood of horrors it's a place where your worst fears have come to life a place where it's hard to tell nightmares from reality a place where you will discover tales from the hood stack ball and bulldog arrive at a local funeral parlor to retrieve a lost drug stash held by the mortician mr sims but mr sims has other plans for the boys he leads them on a tour of his establishment, introducing them to his corpses. Even the dead have tales to tell, and Mr. Sims is willing to tell them all. And you'd better listen, because when you're in his hood, even everyday life can lead to extraordinary terror. Yeah, good. Perfect. Yeah. This is fucking awesome. Dude, this, this box is, is sick. Yeah. The fucking skeleton, like with the sunglasses on and a gold tooth. Chiller be chilled sick where nightmares and reality meet on the street tales from the hood one of the best horror films of the decade by the la daily news <laughs> yeah i read that um what was as we were talking uh that in october of the same year it was uh, vampire uh, of uh, vampire yeah because it's just it says they're, they're, 1995 they're, 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 and there's a lot of like 90 mid 90s like like rap hip-hop infused like horror yeah that's yeah. true mm-hmm. dude i i love this movie it's good i'm i'm really like upset that uh ew. i'm really upset that the sequel was not good that yeah, it well, was really that bad that I was like unwatchable was it gonna be yeah but at least like sometimes they're watchable this looks like it's literally unwatchable so anthony mm-hmm. we are in January. We have no real reason to do any sort of themed pick for a movie. Do you have any suggestions? Do you have anything no. that like you you're feeling? <laughs> you pick. I I, I I always I always you know I'll go to you. Whatever you want. No 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 no. Let's, no 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 no. Give me no, no. give me like a. I don't know. Look, you gotta pick what, one behind what, you. you. What gotta, are we feeling? What are we feeling lately? Because I watch Mrs. Doubtfire. So oh fuck yeah, you do. Uh, let's see. We did a '90s horror movie, so I guess we should go back to the '80s because I yeah. think we did uh, we did '70s and we did the '90s. So let's go back to the '80s, my man. Okay. But you, 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 you pick, big guy. <laughs> uh, all right, Ghoulies Three. Let's. Do it. No, we already did it. You gotta, you gotta watch it. Uh, I did. That's your other project. Oh, I gotta watch it again. I did. I watched mine. I watched mine for the week already, so I'm one down. Yeah, I gotta do mine by tomorrow. Fifty-one to go. I'm gonna also try to acquire as much Ghoulies Three merchandise as I can get. Oh, really? Yeah, I also want to get Matthew Lillard to sign mine somehow this year. <laughs> you know, I was in this movie. Yeah, Wikipedia, <laughs> baby. All right, so next week let's do. Um, dude, have you ever seen Rocktober Blood? 
No, I'll do it. No, you want to do Rocktober Blood, like a real metal fucking horror movie? Yeah, I'm down to do it. All right, so everybody usually does this in October, but we will do it in... Rocktober Blood. Rock January. Rocktober Blood. (laughs) Oh, you're going to look it up? No, I'm just going to see where I can watch it. Uh, I think it's on YouTube. I think there is a version on YouTube. And if there's not, I'll put a version on YouTube for you. No, there is there. Yeah, you got it? One movie. All right, perfect. So next week we we will do Rock Tour. Uh, war- I can't speak right now. Put the warning right in front of it. Oh dude. shit, dude! Is anything else coming up soon? Horror wise, well, you talked about it last week. Not still the same thing. Nothing. Child still play nothing. And all that stuff. Yeah, and Suspiria. I, Suspiria. I heard is getting another theatrical release and then possibly going on Amazon Prime. Oh, that's an, I, That's all I really heard. What about local showings? Anything? No, I know the Yonkers thing. Yeah, it's not really. Yeah, local. Yeah, but no, I don't know. I don't know. No, I know, I know the Cold Cafe is showing some stuff, but I gotta check. Yeah, I feel like there's been a lull. Yeah, they like had to restructure everything, but yeah, Cold Cafe's got something going on. That sucks. I mm-hmm. I hate like not being able to like look for things like that. Yeah, that's the way I would look. As well. What are you gonna look up the Cold Cafe? The Huntington Cinema Arts Center. It's always anything special. Yeah. Well, yeah, we've, uh, if you uh, want to tell us of something going on, if you want to give us a suggestion, if you want to send us a message for whatever reason, you could go to our Instagram, which is the easiest place to find us at Bad Taste Video, or you could email us at badtastevideoshow at gmail.com, which we don't really check that often. We just use it to sign up for other things. You could download us on podcast app, right? Yeah. Yeah. Apple iTunes podcast app. You can download us on Stitcher. Actually, we're on a couple things. I don't know. Apparently, people find us everywhere. I don't know. Yeah, there's nothing really happening. No? no. Fuck. Dude, you know what? I'm still waiting to buy one of those Trick or Treat Studios Halloween 2 masks. Yeah, you get Halloween's available. Oh, yeah, that's... Yeah. But uh, I'm still looking to get one of those Halloween 2 masks, and it's fucking... Not, not the new ones, like the original Halloween 2. Yeah. And it's still out of stock. Been out of stock since, like, mid-October. Trick or Treat Studios, what are you doing? You'll get it one day. I really want one. I'd, I'd be sitting here with it. I'd bring wearing it to the gym it. with me. Wearing it? Yeah, I'd work out in it. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, do you have anything else that you would like to speak about or talk about? Oh, did you watch anything else now? Uh, I watched Back to School last night. I watched this week. Did I watch anything I watched. I just been popping in and out of TV shows. Busy week for work, so I didn't really. I can't really. I used to like with audio and stuff. Yeah. Especially when I color, I could coloring video. I could watch something on the same time. But this week's been all chopping and yeah. chopping and Editing. listening. You yeah, have I, to like pay attention. With coloring, I could leave something on. With coloring, yeah. I could like look back and forth and go, oh, okay. Yeah. This week was a lot of editing and. But I think yeah, back to school. I think back to school is the only full movie I watched this week besides. Our movie this week, uh-huh. and I think I know I'm missing something. I knew I watched something. I watched like some Netflix thing. Yeah, I didn't watch the. I didn't watch the Bird Box. Everyone's telling us. I didn't watch it either. Yeah, I don't know. The memes are ruining it for me. I don't want to see it. Now. Dude, I have like such a stack of movies of my own shit yeah. that like I'm going through, and I yeah. try to watch at least like one a day. Yeah, I try to watch a tape a day, like to catch up. Yeah, where I know a lot of people buy tapes and they just put them on the. Put them in the racks and they never see the light of day. I try to literally watch everything that I buy. Yeah. Just because it's funny to like be able to recite things that, you know, did um, lost in time. Did you see uh, 
you heard about this the, this movie Roma that's on Netflix? No. It's getting it's getting like Oscar like praise tonight just for a movie movie thing the fir- the first movie ever to be on a streaming service to win best director. Really? So the future is now. It's the, the future is now. It won, Suckers. It, it won three. It won three things. Best foreign film. Can you dig that? Sucker. Sucker. It's the future. Can you dig it? That was a cross between Booker T and the Warriors. Yeah, basically, <laughs> that's where he got it. With, oh, with some man. slurs mixed in. Oh man, dude, wrestling. What do you think lately? I watched new. The Wrestle Kingdom is great. I love Wrestle yeah. Kingdom. I have not. No watched. Bullet Club. Well, right? yeah. Well, no. Well, it's the old. It's well. It's they were on. It's the, the they new, were. The um, elite's no longer part of the Bullet Club. It's the old original Bullet Club. Oh, the really? New, the elite? Yeah. The new owner. No. Well, the old elite's no longer part of it. They said the elite's its own thing now. They got, and now it's Tamatanga, um, Tamatanga, um, Camacho, whoever his name. Everybody goes by, and the later's Jay White, who's like a, a very talented yeah. wrestler. Yeah, but it's a good. No, so no. who's with the elite now? The elite, the 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 elite three man tag team is the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. That's the elite tag team, the three man team. But the elite group, being the elite, is um, Adam Page, Kenny Omega, um, the Young Bucks, um, Marty Squirrels, Marty Squirrels, and Cody Rhodes. But um, what's going on now is that the only three that are that that are principal owners of the AEW. Is Young Bucks with Cody? Um, Adam Page's contracts are up, so he could he's going to sign. Hangman Page is going to go with them. Go with them. Marty Scrolls is signed to Ring of Honor until in New Japan until April. And so you think and he'll he, go too? Oh yeah, yeah. He's they they joke about. You got to watch your YouTube, dude. Channel. If they you got to watch make your YouTube. It, if they make it like a streaming service, yeah, where we can watch it weekly. Rumors access. Really? That's the rumor. I would watch it every. I'm, week. I don't. We. I. I'm, I would change my cable plan to get it. But um, then we could find it online. Yeah. Then the rumor, the um, what is it? They said that they they you got to watch your YouTube channel. They explain all of it. Like they did a whole joke for months about yeah like, about Marty Squirrels calling all these people, going like, "Hey, on January first, I'm having a New Year's Eve party. Can anybody come?" And they're like, "Oh, it's complicated. We're not sure if we're sure if we have any prior commitments by January first. Yeah. Know. And then Kenny, you're gonna come to my party." Like, oh, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to commit. They think, well, I'm the only one that co- can't commit to anything until I could commit. To je- so they jokingly hear pointing out that Marty's having a party and they're all, he, they all can't come. Yeah, because they they're, they're leaving yeah, the company. Yeah. So it's they done it well. They're doing it well. They're, they're doing a good job by keeping everyone's contract details. Yeah, yeah. Young Bucks did take a big shot at WWE. They said that they were thinking of signing until they watched a met most episode of. A recent episode of Raw and see how they are treating the tag division, especially the revival. Yeah, and they had they had like Kazarian play uh, Triple H in all their videos, and they all it's dude, you gotta watch it. It's wow. great. It's like like they keep on getting notes from H, and then they say they have them sign a contract. Is, what's his name? Is Christopher Daniel still wrestling? Yeah, he's yeah he's um, SCU. It's um it's uh it's like a three man team too. Which one of them is Fallen Angel? He was he was falling. Christopher angel. Daniel, right? Yeah, yeah. No, Not yeah. to be confused with the better fallen angel. Yeah, he's great. He, they got AKA they, Ms. Benoit, yeah. R.I.P. AKA partner, former partner of Kevin Sullivan. I don't know if the, if they didn't really say anything in theirs, but they both got him and Kazarian got coach coaching positions for the for the E. Yeah, 
yeah, but they're not going to go. Like, what? Like they don't relocate your life. For, they they make the, Dude, Christopher Daniels got to be like sixty years old. He has a, he's got he's a wrestler and he he's the lead in the World of World in California. Dude, I feel like isn't that nuts? If I you go to like, if you go to Universal Studios, he's the lead in the World of World. He's on all the posters. That's so funny. He got, he's a stuntman. Like, he's a stuntman for movies, too. Dude, what's funny to me is that, like, me and you have been seeing them wrestle together. Yeah, forever. For how many years for now? For years. But... And I feel like they looked old then. Well, no, they're, they're, um, it's, it is the best time for wrestling in a long time because now wrestlers are going to be able to make money because yeah. they're going to be able, like, you'll you have options. Like, Ring of Honor, like a guy, I forgot who, who I forgot, I don't want to get the name wrong, but a wrestler, I think it was a UK wrestler that didn't have any deal with WWE like they have with everybody. He got a major deal from WWE. He turned it down. Everyone's like, oh, he turned it down. He's going to AEW. No, he signed with Ring of Honor. So it's like sports teams. Like, yeah. There's, there's four big companies. You got, you got, well, I really want to characterize T. I really don't think TNA has a lot of stock left. No, but, no, no. But if you look at it, it's New Japan, WWE, TNA, Ring of Honor, and AEW. What about Lucha? Lucha's going to be gone. I think they're you not going to, so? I don't think they're going to be able to what about be around. Triple A? Triple A, yeah, but they, they, um, I don't see any guys from the U.S. signing to them as an exclusive deal. I could see them doing like a joint deal. Yeah. But no, the, it's those. Oh, you don't want to see Alberto Del Rio again? I don't. <laughs> but no, wait. Didn't he get fired from AAA? Also, uh, he got fired from everybody. I don't know. He got fired from TNA for no, no showing. Yeah, he like no showed in an event. Oh, by the way, if they do WrestleMania in Minnesota, I'll, I'll go to that. I'm not going. going. I'm not going this year. You got any got any listeners in Minnesota? Let us know. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not going this year. No, no. If I get free tickets, I'll go. I, I told have, you, man. If we could win tickets, I'll go. I'll go. I am not driving to. I am not going to no. drive to fucking. If I could get like an eagle, like in Lord of the Rings, to take me there, yeah, I'll go. I won't go. I won't go. They gotta drop me at the fifty-yard line. <laughs> Jesus. All right, Anthony. I think we uh, we're good. It was yeah, an hour and twenty-one. Yeah, it's a long one. Uh, sorry, this turned into the Bad Taste Wrestling Podcast. Yes, yeah, fine. Which may, which may, maybe one day will happen. I would, I, I would love that. We're gonna do like five-hour long-form wrestling podcast. Five-hour long. <laughs> no thanks. But uh. Yeah, so I am Mike. I am Anthony. And we'll see you next time.
Get what you see for 